Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. You're here with a breaking news podcast. I am joined by two of the writers at the Falcoholic. First, he's my co-host on the post-game podcast, the one and only Evan Birchfield. Evan, thanks for joining. Yep, thanks for having me. And one of my favorite writers at the site, uh, regular on the Falcoholic Live, uh, the one and only Eric Robinson. Eric, thanks for joining. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, the the news we are here to cover is uh, in the middle of the season, right as the Falcons are going into a bye week, the team has cut or waived is the more appropriate term here. Um, 2017 first round draft pick Tack McKinley. Uh, the team has decided to move on after his antics from the past two weeks. Antics he was fined for by the team uh, in which he went to Twitter uh, publicly criticized the team for not trading him uh, both last year and this year, uh, and then followed that up with some additional tweets just trying to reinforce that. Um, so let's get into this cut. Um, I'll just ask the obvious question first. Evan, are you surprised? Um, no, I think a move needed to happen. I, I think it's just kind of weird how the situation went down where – there was the rumor that he would be traded. And then I think the consensus thought once the trade deadline passed was, okay, they didn't move him because they want a comp pick, but now he's just released. And maybe Eric knows more about it than I do, but I believe they just kind of walk out of this with nothing. That is correct. Eric, are you, are you surprised by the move? Uh, no, I'm not surprised by the move at all. I'm not discouraged by the move. I'm not upset. I'm not, <laughs> questioning the move you know it's it, it is what it is at this point you know um whether whether the team was able to receive a comp pick by waving him properly um that's that's pretty much up in the air because we're talking about a comp pick that's probably fifth rounder at best and then there's a possibility that that comp pick may not even come until 2022 so we're really you know really trying to bring up, you know, something kind of small, you know, for a team that's going to have to, you know, do some considerable changes in the future. Anyway, I'm just, yeah. I'm ultimately just glad that he's gone. Um, he, yeah, he, he hasn't been, he hasn't, he hasn't fit the, fit the billing um, of being a first round draft pick in 2017, especially a guy that was taken before uh, TJ Watt, I believe. So, um, yeah. 17 and a half sacks in four seasons. And I'm pretty sure he's probably had the same amount of injuries in four seasons as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm fine with him being gone. He's, he's no, no longer valuable to the roster. It's no longer valuable to the team. Um, so I, I'm fine with the team wanting to cut loose with him. Yeah. And, and to that point, uh, <laughs> back in 2017, the Falcons did trade up to get Tat McKinley. They, uh, had the number 31 pick. And they traded that pick, uh, their third rounder and a seventh rounder with the Seattle Seahawks to move up and grab him. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, he was taken in front of TJ Watt, who uh, in his time in the league has been an all pro uh, one, of, one of the years he's been in the league. So that gives you an idea of the two different trajectories for these two players. Real quick, I want to go through what Tack has done in his time in Atlanta. Uh, 2017, his rookie year, he did play in 16 games. He had six sacks, uh, 10 quarterback hits. 2018, arguably his best year with the Falcons, his second year, played in 15 games, um, had seven sacks, 15 quarterback hits. Uh, last year, 2019, he played in 14 games. This is when I think the injuries really started to begin kicking in. Uh, he had just three and a half sacks, so a massively disappointing season, uh, 13 QB hits. And, of course, this year he has played in just four games out of the nine that the Falcons have played with just the single solitary sack. So clearly uh, this has not turned out the way that Falcons fans and the Falcons uh, team brass thought it would. Uh, And this is on the heels of the uh, drafting of Vic Beasley, who was obviously given the fifth year option, something they did not do with Tat McKinley. Um, But Beasley, you know, played through five years in Atlanta, uh, ultimately had one good season and nothing else to show for it. Uh, and it was ultimately cut and not picked up by any other teams after the Tennessee Titans uh, had their fill of him. Um, so as it stands right now, uh, I believe the the word is that the Falcons are actually going to execute the move tomorrow, which will mean teams will have until tomorrow afternoon to pick up uh, his contract. And the way that's going to work is when the player, player is waived, um, there is a waiver order in place based on the records of the teams they're currently playing. Um, so the teams with worst records will have the first right to claim him on waivers. If they claim him, they have to pick up the remaining uh, amount of money that uh, he was owed in salary this year. So uh, that could help the Falcons out. And he's still relatively young. He's uh, 25 years old. So you've got to think that one of these teams is going to consider picking him up on waivers. He's not particularly expensive. Uh, otherwise, if he clears waivers, then he is uh, at that point free to sign with whatever team he wants. And the Falcons will be on the hook for the remainder of his contract through this season. So they will get no cap relief at all uh, if he does not go through waivers. So, Eric, uh, given what we know about him and the fact that, yeah, you know, he hasn't panned out, but maybe some team may think they, they can do something with him. Do you think he'll get picked up on waivers? I think the the possibility is there, absolutely, being the fact that he is only 25 um, and, you know, he doesn't have a lot of wear on the, you know, uh, on, the, on the tires. But when it comes to him, the thing is, and, and we all kind of have to go back to the trade deadline about, you know, everything that started on social media last week about him and the team not wanting to trade him and the team turning down trades. You got to keep in mind, this kid is injured. You know, he's nursing a growing injury. Yep. He tried to come back from it for one game this year, and he ended up getting shelved again. So maybe there was a reason why the team didn't trade him. Maybe they couldn't trade him because I don't know too many teams that's going to say, hey, we'll give you a fifth rounder for a guy that's hurt every year and he's hurt now at the trade deadline. Um, maybe teams were just saying, hey, if you guys are just going to release him, it'd be easier to get him that way. To me, it feels like that was the more likely outcome than what he tried to portray on Twitter last week. Um, So, yeah, so I think a team is probably going to 
you know, take a shot at them. Um, there are some teams at the top of that order that needs pass rushing. The Jets is one that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, you got to keep in mind, like I said, he is hurt. Um, and teams who want to pick up that salary for the remainder of the season, you know, you're not really going to know a whole lot about him in 24 hours. You know, if with him being hurt, can he come back healthy? You know, how hurt really is that groin? You know, is it worth picking him up and taking on that salary? And he doesn't play. He only plays maybe two or three games for the rest of the year. That's that's the thing. So I, it's a possibility, but it's also a possibility he can be teamless, you know, this time tomorrow as well. Yeah, very much. And for those who are curious, he is, uh, Tack is set to make $1.8 million, uh this year. So not a big uh, salary. And I think, you know, given that uh, a team would be basically paying about $1 million for eight, seven or eight games of productivity or lack of productivity, maybe is better said uh, that yeah. that may not be a, a terrible price tag uh, for, for, especially for a team that has some cap space. And as you mentioned, they may be looking at him uh, as someone that they could uh, use to evaluate for the future. Um, and right. Yeah. And, and it won't cost them a draft pick. And I think this is the big thing. If they pick him up on waivers, as opposed to the trade deadline where they would have had to give up a, a draft pick, uh, this seems like the more viable option. Now, certainly, right. I don't think you could argue that the teams were sitting there waiting for him to have a meltdown on Twitter and force the, t- right. the team to cut him. Right. Uh, right. But at the same that's time... Why, that's why I, I didn't entirely buy into what he stated on social media because you got you got to look at the, the surrounding circumstances. Like I said, you know, he came out publicly, for those who don't know, who, who are not on Twitter and don't know what he said, but he basically, you know, said that the team turned down draft picks during the trade deadline to keep him. Yep. Um, so again, I don't know how much sense that actually makes because if I'm looking at it from the viewpoint of an opposing team, why would I give you a fourth for this guy who's never healthy and he's hurt right now yeah. with an injury that can linger for the rest of the year? So I, I I can't really buy into what he said. I I honestly feel like that was that was smoke, basically. Um. So and and yeah, to to piggyback off what you were saying, you know, I don't I don't know if teams, you know, teams were just saying, hey, they're probably going to cut him anyway, so just let them, you know, just let them ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Evan, uh, thinking about this now in the context of 
again, I, I think maybe the biggest criticism of Thomas Dimitrov in his time as a general manager of the Falcons, uh, they never fixed the pass rush. You know, mm-hmm. the, the one player maybe that uh, they did pick that has uh, helped it somewhat has been Grady Jarrett. But other than that, you know, these, these two guys, uh, you know, going back to Vic Beasley in 2015, uh, Tat McKinley in 2017, uh, in your mind as a fan, uh, are you ready to see this front office just move away from these players that ultimately were just sort of a symbol of the failure of the, the Dimitrov era to fix the pass rush? Yeah, I mean, you look at, I mean, just looking at who they've drafted um, ever since, you know, John Abraham, one of the best pass rushers, you know, some people would say the best pass rusher the team's ever had um, since he left in 2012. Everything's been a failure. I mean, Vic Beasley statistically has been the best pass rusher we've had since 2012. Um, <laughs> I, it's just kind of sad. I th- Like, if, if I had to describe it in one word, it's just sad because there's no – seems like there's no vision for it the guys who they pick, I mean, you, you can look, if you ignore like late round picks and stuff like that, you can look in like the fourth round. Um, let's see, where's that? They took, uh, what was it? Malachi, Malachi, Malachi Goodman. Yeah. Malachi, from yeah. Clemson. And that was in 2013. Um, <laughs> didn't <Yeah>. amount to much. <laughs> um, like, and you just keep going down the charts and it's just, you know, and then you get to like Tack and Vic, obviously first round picks, they got more of a chip on their shoulder and stuff like that. But, you know, I wouldn't, I don't think anybody would call their tenure in Atlanta a success. Um, yeah, it's just sad overall. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of in Eric's mindset where like, uh, in, you know, I have no strong opinion on it. Um, I understand the business side of it. You know, if you're calling out your team, online and and also there were signs of it before um you know right. he, i know he kind of like bounced around on social media and had majority of the falcoholic staff blocked but he flirted with the whole like hey get me out of here thing i think he mentioned yeah. the raiders and cowboys previously so maybe maybe that those are places his agent tries to get him to go to i don't i don't know and kind of don't care at this point it's just kind of sad to see right. you know wasted talent um, because it, it is, I don't know if he realizes it, but it is off putting. It's hard to cheer for somebody who's just publicly, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of like childish. I mean, mentioning, and then mentioning like they turned down a second round pick last year. I highly doubt. I mean, it's possible, I guess. Um, no, but yeah. I, I, I highly doubt that when he had three and a half sacks and to in that 14 point, games. <laughs> uh, J- Jason Butt of uh, the AJC actually tweeted out and said that uh, the the front office of the Falcons denied that they ever had an offer for a second-round pick last year and that they were in trade talks uh, for shipping off tack. And uh, he uh, retweeted Jason Butt, meaning Tack McKinley did, saying, mm-hmm. Uh, that's false news. Go ask Thomas Dimitrov. So uh, he, he doubled down, which was just lying. sort of insane. Yeah, and I'm yeah. with Eric. I, I I don't buy it in the least. Uh, I don't lying. either. They, they gave they gave up. I mean, they they took on a second to get rid of Sanu. Right. So you mean to tell me they're going to turn down a second for a guy that's never healthy and doesn't produce? That, that doesn't make sense. I mean, from a, from a player standpoint. In his particular position, he's trying to get leverage over the team. 
and it failed. Um, you know, and he's still discouraged about not getting a fifth year option. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I look at, I compare his numbers to Grady's to Grady Jarrett's from 2017. Um, and Grady Jarrett has more quarterback hits and more sacks since 2017, <laughs> despite being double team literally every play. Yep. So you tell me, you know, if, if he deserves a fifth round option and he didn't deserve it, but he felt like he did because he wants to be coddled. And he wants to be paid for not doing anything on the damn field, but it is what it is. He's somebody <laughs> else's problem now. I don't care. He's gone. <laughs> he, indeed he is. And that at uh, the age of 25, uh, Tat McKinley is no longer um, with the Atlanta Falcons as of uh, tomorrow on the 10th of November, he will at least be waived and we'll see if anyone picks him up. <laughs> Um, one, just to clarify one thing where the comp picks are concerned, because I've had some people ask me about this. I'll clarify it here on the podcast. At the, the comp picks wouldn't have come until 2022, and that is assuming that uh, had Tech made it to free agency, the normal path without being cut, that another team would have signed him um, before the, uh, there's a cutoff in April. Uh, so it would have assumed that the team would have signed him and offered him a big contract. Uh, in the same yeah. way that Vic Beasley got. And I don't think we can make yeah. that assumption, as Eric has pointed out, uh, rightly so. With the injuries he has continued to battle this season, it probably was going to greatly diminish his stock in the uh, free agent market. So right. maybe at best we were looking <laughs> at a sixth, maybe a fifth round comp pick, but that may have been even too rich. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you got it. I, I think it's worth tossing out there that, you know, prior to the draft, you know, there was some rumblings about his overall attitude as a player. Right. Um, so, and knowing that and seeing how his career ended in Atlanta, that possibly could have turned off a couple of teams here and there also, because I mean, it's just, you know, you look, you're, you're talking about a guy that's facing, you know, free agency this off season, you know, they, they see pre-draft, People say like, "Hey, this guy's got a poor attitude." You know, he's he's not a locker room guy. They see what happens in Atlanta, so this may just be the capper here. They may just say, "All right, I don't want anything to deal with him because he's gonna if he doesn't get his way. He's gonna pout and he's gonna talk about you on social media." So let's just not <laughs> deal with that. So yeah, I, I like basically what I'm saying is that I, I think he shot himself in the foot by oh. trying to slam the team the past couple of weeks, and he thought he was doing himself some justice and he wasn't he was he was killing himself in my opinion but yeah and I, I think uh to close this out Evan I think one of the things that's standing on my mind is Raheem Morris is at the point as the interim head coach where he arguably wants to impress uh the Falcons you know brass he wants to impress mm-hmm. Arthur Blank etc uh he inarguably wants to impress uh other teams around the league uh, under the very likely scenario that he doesn't stay with the Falcons in 2021. Uh, so do you think that uh, he felt some level of pressure to get rid of some toxicity uh, in the locker room uh, with mm-hmm. Tack sort of being a, a sour, uh, a player that has turned sour on the team in recent weeks? Yeah. I mean, technically the, the team is three and one, but they really could have been four and O easily. Um, but we won't talk about that, but I mean, why have this kind of cloud hanging over, you know, social media, everybody's got it. Um, I don't know what the, you know, how much the players have discussed it and stuff like that behind the scenes, but how could you not, you know, 
have that affect you. Like you've got a player publicly calling out the team and like not even subtweeting, like literally tagging the team in his tweets. Like he wanted it to be known. Um, And I'm kind of proud of Raheem Morris for kind of pulling the trigger on this one because, Oh, go ahead. Is this a move Quinn would have made? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point, Eric. And I agree. Uh, and and I was I was about to go there, and I'm glad you did because uh, that's I have the exact same feeling. No, I think Quinn would have stuck with him through the rest of the season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and Dimitrov probably would have been like, hey, let's just keep him, you know, on the analytical side of it. Oh, maybe the comp pick thing factored into it or whatever. Because we, I mean, we literally heard from him uh, do it with other players before that they ended up getting uh, losing in free agency. So why would we expect something different? But, I mean, calling out the team kind of goes to that next step. I think if, uh, you know, if you're looking to get released, that's a good way to do it. And it happened. And, uh, you know, I don't – I'm kind of like in Eric's boat again where, like, I don't know – I don't really care where he goes or whatever. Um, Will other teams take note of it? I'm sure. Uh, But there's, you know, a lot of pass rush needy teams out there. Falcons still remain one of them, but – you know, I think it speaks volumes that they, you know, Raheem Morris said, you know what, I'm good with uh, Stephen Means, um, Dante Fowler, Charles Harris. Like, I don't want this anywhere near this locker room where Raheem Morris is still trying to, you know, forget what Dan Quinn did in the past. Raheem Morris wants this job. And, yeah, you know, exactly. he's, he's kind of got him on the path where he could realistically, you know, possibly earn the job if they keep winning out now they have very tough games ahead of them plus you have a bye week you're heading into a bye week they'll probably add somebody um and that gives them time to kind of get them mixed in maybe a veteran who you know can add something because the pass rush really isn't there to begin with so you might as well try something but yeah i mean it's it's just sad overall pass rush is still not going to be good but at least (laughs) you won't have to deal with these you know kind of questions and yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. Yep. So on that note, we're going to wrap up this breaking news podcast. Uh, Eric, tell our listeners where they can find you, what you've got going on. Eric, you still there? You can find him at Eric Robinson. On <laughs> <laughs> Evan, uh, while hey, Eric... I am here. Oh, I here he goes. All right. Sorry. My, my, phone was, my phone was on mute. I am here. Uh, <laughs> uh, at Eric Rob at underscore Eric underscore Robinson on Twitter. That's where you can find me. (laughs) And of course, a regular, a regular uh, on the Falcoholic Live, which is Wednesdays at what time? 8.10. 8.10 p.m. 8.10, yes. All right, perfect. We'll we'll probably end up going a little bit more in depth with this, this whole tech thing on on Wednesday night. Um, You may know what team has picked him up by then too, so definitely tune in for that. Right, you may know. Poor, I just want to say, you know, poor team that does. You know, I feel bad for them. <laughs> um, good luck. I, I, I mean, I hope it works when going forward. I doubt it, but I hope it works. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Evan, tell our listeners where they can find you. What you've got going on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Evan Birchfield, and just check out thefalcolic.com for numerous great articles and content. Yep. Uh, yeah, for you guys, you can find me at Falcoholic DW. Uh, updates on this podcast at Falcoholic Pod, and of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. So, for Evan Birchfield and Eric Robinson, this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you the next time. <laughs>